Hi friends, welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. I am your host, Annie F. Downs. This is episode seven of the podcast, which is really exciting because it's my favorite number. And that's very apropos because I'm getting to introduce you to one of my very, very favorite people, Connor Harrell. I met Connor a couple of years ago when he was a Vanderbilt University student and I was volunteering with our church's college ministry. And he was a baseball player. And I began to just be friends with him and some of the other guys. And and over the last couple of years, he has just become one of my very best friends, like my little brother. I just love him to pieces. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we sat down and I just asked him about the life now of a professional baseball player. He was drafted two years ago in 2013 and has been playing professional baseball since then. And I have just learned so, so many things that I did not know about the life of a professional baseball player, about professional sports, about um, the minor league system, the major league system that I thought would be interesting to you. So Connor and I sat down. Now I'm feeling a little teary today because he's been gone for a few weeks. They're all down at spring training. And so it's just sad and hard when your friends leave, right? So, but I'm so excited for you guys to hear these couple of minutes of chatting with Connor about what it's like. And we got to some really interesting places in the conversation. And I learned things I didn't already know, particularly about some of his superstitions, which is crazy. But also, like, what's it like to have faith in a professional athlete um, life? And how do you pursue your relationship with God when you are on the road and to the degree that a minor league baseball player is? So I thought um, he, I would love to sit down and introduce him to you. So that's what we will do today. Before we get to Connor, though, I want to tell you that singing to us right now is our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb. It is called My Portion and My Strength from her most recent album, and it is such, oh, it's just my favorite song. I just, that whole album is so, so good. Um, I love this song because it's from, also from my favorite verse in Psalms. It says, even though my flesh and my heart may fail, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So, um, and that really leads in great to what Connor and I talked about, about what it looks like to let God be your strength and your portion when your job is super unconventional and and often misunderstood and what is the life of a professional athlete? Maybe you have a lot of friends who are professional athletes. I don't. Just these couple. And so I just wanted to sit down and kind of see what um, the insides of a professional athlete life looks like. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Harrell. Um, well, Connor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Is this feel so bizarre? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, the best part is you will forever have a special mark in Downs Books because you were the first intern. Right, I was. It was special. It was a As special a time. college senior? Yes. Yes, college senior. Getting ready to be drafted right. into professional baseball. Right. I was taking six hours uh, to complete my degree and <laughs> playing, and so I had a lot of good time. A lot of free so time. Free time. That was also a good time. Thank you. Well, my, my favorite story is when you were counting money that day when I got back from an event, and right. we were $100 off. You yeah, this? I do. I, I, I very much do. Yeah. <laughs> $100 off and you were so frustrated and you just kept recounting and you pushed your chair back from the table and looked at the floor and there was a $100 bill $100. sitting. Well, it's frustrating, you know, counting seems pretty simple. And Especially for I a Vanderbilt grad. It, right. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, really. So you're my first friend I've ever had that's a professional athlete. Really? Yeah. Is that surprising? Well, uh, a little. Do you have yeah. a lot of friends that are professional athletes before you were one? Guys I played with, uh, oh, sure. uh, quite a few. Uh, and being a bandy, you know, there's uh, quite a few sports that have professional athletes, uh, that, that yield professional athletes. 
What's the most surprising thing to you about your friends who are professional athletes? Most surprising thing? Um, I think the thing that resonates with me the most among my friends is how little they change when they become really? professional athletes. Uh, I think, I think it, maybe it's amongst guys who are friends, um, but most of the guys who have reached the, the highest level of, of what I do uh, really haven't changed much. They're still the mm-hmm. same guys. Uh, they're still from the same towns and have the same values, same groups of friends, which is pretty cool. You're um, totally different now that you're a professional athlete. Really? I don't mean to tell you. We don't hang as much? So yeah, you're, you're a terrible version of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're I not. hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I'm the worst version of me yeah. next to my job. Um, okay, so who do you play for? I'm with the Detroit Tigers. Okay, so I have learned, you know this, I have learned so much about the baseball system, thanks to you, Yahoo's, but mm-hmm. you did you always want to play professional baseball? Was that it from the beginning? Yeah, I think so. I think originally it was a... Uh, a way to get to college, um, a good college that I may have not been able to uh, attend otherwise. Were you thinking that in like eighth grade though? I think so. Yeah, wow. I think. Um, You're so different. I, you know, I'm from Houston, um, and so baseball, football are big. And uh, from an early age, guys are thinking about where they want to go. We're watching guys on TV. We're watching oh, about okay. uh, you know these people that look like them in larger league lineup. And so I think around then, maybe it was middle school, uh, I had decided that I was going to try. What was the point where you said, I'm, I'm good enough to actually go after this? I don't know if I ever really said that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the moment when you tell yourself you're good enough in anything is when you kind of stall out a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I think I thought, okay, I have some ability. Now it's my job to, to sculpt it in a way that will get me to play where I want to play. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I had a lot of help. A lot of good friends, a lot of good teammates guide me and uh, help kind of mold those skills into a something of a finished product to get to where I ended up in Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure there was ever a time where it was, it was just me saying, I'm good enough. Um, because even today, I look at my myself and my job and I think, okay, I'm pretty good. I'm okay. But I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what you're you're striving for every day. And I think even guys that are in the big leagues would say the same. Yeah. Would you define the difference? Would you define what you mean by big leagues? Because this is a right, different yeah. definition, different definition than what I thought before I was friends with y'all. Right. So the, the big leagues is the major leagues, major league baseball. Um, so the teams league. that we know the names of Detroit right. Tig- Tigers, Atlanta right. Braves, San Cardinals, Diego, Padres. Padres. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> right. So um, that, so then because you're in the minor leagues and right. that's not big leagues. Right. Cause I would have told you two years ago, big leagues was everybody after college. Yeah. So, and then you guys all taught me different. Right. Um, and so I was drafted in 2013. Uh, As a what year in school? I was a senior. Okay. I was drafted in 2012. Right. Returned for my senior year. Um, and I was drafted again by the Tigers. Um, and so you have to work your way to the top. Mm. Um, some guys get there quicker than others. Obviously, some guys obviously never make it. How um, many levels? Well, there's uh, big leagues and AAA, AA. High A, low A, short. So it goes on and on. There's about eight prior to uh, the big league. I think that is unbelievable. Yeah, it's a, it's a process. It's, yeah. it's a long time. Tell the story of getting drafted as a junior and what made you decide to stay. So I was drafted um, later my junior year by the Tigers um, in the 31st round. Um, and it was a tougher year for me personally and, and athletically, obviously. I, 
played for two years prior to that year, uh, my freshman and sophomore years and my junior year, I just struggled. I uh, I couldn't find you know the skill that I had developed before for whatever reason, and so I took a step back. Was still drafted. Um, was offered uh, you know a good sum of money, uh, but at the same time it, it was a feeling of uh, going out the wrong way a little bit, unfinished business and. Mm. And actually, in hindsight, now that it's uh, three or four years in the past, I learned so much about myself my last year of college and about, you know, personally on the field, um, how to deal with real life adults and uh, being a being an adult, being a man that uh, despite, you know, maybe making a little less money without the leverage as a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, the senior was, discount, as right, I called it. Right, senior discount. <laughs> uh, was drafted a lot higher but not, not the same money. Uh, it was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah. And at the time, it was tough. You know, you leave a season, and you decide not to follow your dream. Yeah. And uh, it, I was just kind of lost. I didn't I didn't think I was any good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told myself going into my senior year, I said, I'm going to have the most fun I can have. I'm going to work as hard as I can. And we had a great team. But, but my best days of baseball may be done. But yeah, you know, you never know. Uh, it's a leap of faith. You think, I hoped, and I, I thought I knew that I, even if I didn't have a good year, I would get drafted again. Um, but you don't know that. You could break your leg first game. Um, and so you have to kind of concede that. You know, maybe I, I peaked early. Um, fortunately, I was able to come back have a good year uh, at the best time of, of my college career and get the opportunity to keep playing. Mm-hmm. I remember you said when you came, you were at the beach. And you came home and you said, I went to bed at Detroit Tiger and I woke up a Vanderbilt right. Commodore. I remember yeah. thinking, man, that, that at the time, that kid was so wise beyond yeah. his years. I know I've told you that a hundred times, but man, I remember thinking, this guy hears a Lord and is yeah. trying to do the best. And I, I was impressed. Thank I haven't you. been since then, <laughs> but that day. I, maybe I did peak. <laughs> <laughs> Your wisdom peaked. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so when you got drafted, mm-hmm. you go into low. You went into low away or my right. Okay. So um, most guys who are drafted go to either rookie ball or short season. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's for both teams that start after the draft, mm-hmm. and they're comprised primarily of guys who've just been drafted, introduced into pro ball. The center fielder in low A, which is the step above short season, um, got hurt. They were low on outfielders. They needed a guy. Um, and so they sent me there as opposed to short season. And I was able to play the whole season there, my mm-hmm. whole season, mm-hmm. which ended up being great. And where is there? Uh, West Michigan. Yeah. Grand Rapids, White Michigan. caps. Yeah, the white caps. <laughs> I was so sorry you didn't get to go to short season because the Connecticut Tigers I know shirts were so cool. They were. I was going to buy a con- you know, it. I loved it. And the white caps just, I didn't love their logo quite as much. Right. I wasn't really bought in. Great fans. Great stadium. Very cool city. Yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah. Very very lucky to be there. Yeah. So you were there for the rest of that summer. Right. And then what happens in off-season? What do you do? Do you all have to get other jobs? Uh Do you – what happens during off-season? So my first off-season, I got home, and then I had to go back to Florida for an instructional leave. A lot of uh, first-year guys go back, spend about a month there. September so it's like October. spring training in the fall? Yeah. Just for newbies? Uh, primarily newbies. Other guys who uh, they need to get 
stuff worked on. Um, but it's it's just an opportunity for you to showcase what you have to the staff and mm-hmm. be around. So I did that, got done around Halloween, returned home, and essentially for the next three months I just worked out. Um, so I had to report again, you know, early February, so it wasn't a ton of time in the off season. Um, this past off season I got done, there was no instructional league. Ours was actually canceled. Um, and most guys get jobs. Most guys do something. Um, lessons are huge. Uh, teaching them. Teaching them, right. Got uh, it. As a I've never thought of that. Yeah, it's great. Huh. Um, you have a lot of I could class. have been paying you to teach me to throw a baseball faster. I would have. All off season. I would have charged you quite a bit. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> You're a professional now. And so that's great. You know, guys make a lot of money um, doing that. And I think they help a lot of kids. Um, they really do. I mean, not many guys can say, you know, pro athlete, living yeah, in the town. No kidding. So it's 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 an easy way to uh, make some money, do what you love, uh, and most guys have to do that because not a, not a lot of guys make millions of bucks. In yeah, because everybody assumes that if you're a professional athlete, you have six cars oh, and yeah. you have a yeah. mansion and and you can sit around off season and right. do nothing. But that I mean, I've seen which I didn't know. That's right. not the reality of baseball players at all. Right. Especially those that are away from athletics in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to name them. They, they, they don't understand. You know, Most guys who sign out of college are paid you know, $10,000 and say, hey, here's your $1,000 salary and make the most Incredible. of it. So it's t- it is tough. At the same time, it's very hard to complain about getting to continue playing. Sure. Uh, but... But that's the reality is that a lot of you guys get a thousand dollars a month right? and that's it. And you have to live off that. And and during season, you don't have time to do anything else. Right. So it's not like you can make other money. And the old adage is I've learned this when I signed is uh, if you don't like making a thousand bucks a month, just play better. You know, and (laughs) if you play better, you won't make a thousand bucks a month. And so it is motivating. Cruel. The sport of baseball is so cruel to y'all. Yeah. There's no love lost. Yeah. Um, Golly. But you know it, it's it's a motivator. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make eight thousand a year. I want to make eighty thousand or yeah. eight hundred thousand, and this is my this is my chance to try to make the most of it. Yeah. What's the big dream? The big dream to play at the highest level. Yeah. Play for the Tigers. You know, Do you want to play for the like? Can can could you be a lifetime player? Is that something you want to do? I, I mean, think I, that's uh, yeah yeah. That's a good question. I think that's everyone's goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you learn. The higher you get, everyone's good. Um, when you're high school, you're the best. Mm-hmm. You get to college, it's, it's eye-opening. Then you're the best again, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But he's pro ball, everyone's good. Um, and so it's competitive. Uh, guys can do things that you haven't seen before. Um, right. And so, you know, you learn what you can do. You learn what you need to improve upon. Uh, but I think everybody, if you asked any minor leader what their goal was, it would be to play for 20 years. Yeah. Know? At the same time, being realistic with what you can do. Um, yeah. And so, you play five years, you had a pretty good career. Right. You, know, uh, you still were a big leaguer. You were a big leaguer. You made you know, good money. You're supporting your family. and There's nothing to be ashamed about. How many people are on the big league roster? 25. And how many are on the field at a time? Nine. So, the other 14? Nope, 16. 16. Thank Almost. you. <laughs> so close, Annie. Those two guys wouldn't appreciate that. Um, uh, 
the other 16 just, or is that counting the pitching cool guys? Right. How many so, of them are pitchers? 12 of them are usually pitchers. 12 of the 25. Gee whiz. And 13 position players. Um, so that means how many outfielders? Five, five are sitting there? Five, usually. Okay. Um, so five outfielders, um, five infielders, two catchers, and then... And a bazillion uh, pitchers. A utility player, if they can play both. And then yeah. Where's your favorite place to play on the field? I've only played one position. Um, You've always been center? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think at some point it'd be good. I've obviously practiced and worked in left and right field. Yeah. Um, but at some point I may have to be able to, to man all three. Sure. I've only played center in games significantly. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, we learn, I learn new things every day about yeah, you, Connor. Um, do, what do you like better, outfield or hitting? I take a lot of pride in both. Uh, I think the easy answer is hitting um, because everyone likes to hit home runs. You uh, and you hit I, some bombs. I, I do like to. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope so because yeah, you do it about once it a makes game. Me feel good. Well, yeah. I wish um, you do. It's pretty close. <laughs> um, but I, I I really like defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always take taking a lot of pride in it. Um, and it's, you know, most people obviously the common fan thinks it's pretty boring. Yeah. But it can be, but it's also you know your craft. And so whatever your craft is, it's easier to enjoy it when you're mm-hmm. improving your body and stuff like that. So I love defense. Are you faster or stronger? What does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Yeah, Sorry. Well, Sorry. Well, just tell our audience. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I hope both. Yeah. Um, I hope that I, I look at myself and I evaluate uh, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I hope I have both of those. Mm-hmm. I may not have other things. I hope I hope those two are our strengths. What's the most important thing that you can hone as a skill as a baseball player? Consistency, mm. uh, and I think that really is a skill. Um, yeah. In anything you do, but obviously in baseball you play 160, 170 games a year, including spring training. That's playoffs. unbelievable. It's a lot. It's every How many day. nights a week? Every night. Every day you're yeah. playing. I mean, I remember last last year you would have a day off every three two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Every 15 or so days. That's incredible. Day off. It is a lot. Um, but it, it's also a really good way to make really good friends. Yeah. Um, and so if you look at the, the positive, it, it's almost like you're bonding over how tough and how awesome and how uh, exhilarating and how humbling it is. Um, and you, you, know, you bond over that with guys, coaches. And, and so I'm fortunate to have some really good yeah. I me too. Yeah, oh you yeah. better you're stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. Just well, put certainly. that in your heart. Put that in yeah. your heart. Um there. are you is does the big league and minor league play the same amount of games? Minor leagues is uh hundred and forty or hundred and forty four. Uh, okay. Yeah. Big leagues is uh, hundred and sixty two. Okay. Yeah. But another month. Another month yeah, sure. Gracious. That's so many baseball games. I know. Um who is your favorite big leaguer right now that plays? Ooh. Well, it's, it's a tougher question now because I have you know, friends. close friends that are in the big <laughs> leagues. You know, um, do you need to do a who's your favorite big leaguer that I you don't have yeah, their I phone can't number? Tell you. Yeah, can yeah, you tell maybe. me that? Who's the favorite big leaguer um, that you can't call on the phone? It's a tough question. I I, I like to uh, emulate you know my game after certain guys and try and. 
hone my skills to hopefully be as good as some big leaguers one day. There's a guy I uh, followed a lot growing up, Jay Bruce, uh, host for the Reds. Um, and I just like watching him play. Some Reds? I have not. not thought about the Reds. <clears throat> Cincinnati, uh, no. right? Well, he's from Houston, where I'm okay. from. Uh, played for the same summer team growing up, so kind of uh, idolized him growing up. And I've sure. always followed his career. And uh, he's had a really good career. Uh, and so I like watching him play. I like trying to play like he does. Yeah. So when you get in the big leagues, big leaguers get to be friends with famous people. Almost always. Yeah. Yeah. Who like. do you want to be friends with? Famous? Yeah. Again, myself not included. Well, that's what you're saying. Things are <laughs> really, I think I think my closest friends, if I was in the big leagues, would probably be famous big leaguers. Oh, uh, that's who you're going to go. That's uh, the direction you're going to go first. I can't decide if I'll, you know, venture into pop culture. I don't yeah. think I'll my scene anyway. I don't know, um, Connor. You think I it think is? I think you could. I think, I think there's some. I think Jimmy Fallon. That's who I'm you hoping so? for. Yeah, I'm hoping that you and Jimmy Fallon want to be friends. Um, I also think, depending on where you end up, I would like to know what famous people like Detroit Tigers. Because there's always like, like the Tigers. Yeah. I'm trying to, there are some. Because like Seth Meyers that does the Late Show is like a um, Steelers mega fan. Really. And so I just and so the other day I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder who is a Tigers mega fan. Yeah. Or like a. Like thinking about Beatty, who's a San Francisco mega fan right. that that is famous that our friend Tyler Beatty, who pitches uh-huh. for them, will be ends up being friends with. So Jack White from <gasps> Loves the Detroit Tigers. Loves the Detroit Tigers. Only one I can think of right now. I know there's more. Okay. Um, but I know he's one. Okay. Yeah, because it's not like there's a lot of TV shows that are filmed in Detroit. True. Wait, is um is Duff from the Cooking Network from Food? Is he Detroit? I, no, he's Baltimore. Maybe. I'm wrong. Yeah. He's Baltimore. Another city that I don't understand or know very well at this point in my life. I don't spend much time there. Yeah. Um, but I will with Detroit. Here yeah. we go. That's what Well, it. I'm trying to think what Detroit and pop culture. Have you seen For Love of the Game, the movie? Not in a long time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you know who's Detroit? Eminem. Yeah, that's right. Eight, Eight Mile. mile. <gasps> what if you become friends with Eminem? That'd that seems cool. weird. His name is Marshall Mathers. Yeah, I'm sorry. You'll have to call him. Yeah, I'll look in your phone and it'll I'll say Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be weird for me. <laughs> but his daughter Haley's like close to your age, I think. So y'all really? can be friends. He doesn't look that old. I know. His face hasn't aged. He seems yeah. to have had a a long life. Yeah. For, well, he's been around forever. He's been, yeah. Okay, so maybe that'll be my goal. To be friends with Eminem. Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> to actually have Marshall Mather's phone number. Yeah, I would yeah, like that. That's a fair. great goal. Like by 2018, I'll 18. give you three more seasons. Okay. That's, that seems doable. In, okay. Because if December you December 31st, 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you get to finish 15, 16, 17, and 18 seasons. So I'm, four, I'm four being years. real generous really? here. Yeah. Four years, but you've got to, we got to give you one more year to bump up to Detroit. Yeah. So, time. Yeah. Never know. Okay. That seems good. I feel like Jack White, I mean, I feel like you could be friends with him here. Maybe. Right. I bet he comes here every so often. He lives here. Are we talking about the same Jack White? I think so. The musician? Yeah. Yeah, he lives here. He lives here? Yeah. He's wow. a Nashville guy. I didn't call him. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I have got to catch up with him. It yeah, it's just, been so long. I did not even realize who, oh, you know who else? Matt Stafford. That's That'll right. for sure happen. Georgia guy? Yeah. Dallas guy. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Both. So he's like the perfect combination of a human. Yeah. A well, Texas person like who went to the University of Georgia. Who lives in Detroit. Who lives in Detroit now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's for sure gonna happen. And he's really good. He's really good. Yeah. He was really good at Georgia. <clears throat> he was. Um, are there other professional 
athletes in Detroit you want to be friends with? Well, what's their what's their um hockey team? The Red Wings. The Red Wings, yeah. Maybe there's some cool Red Wings. I bet there is. Um, I remember growing up, uh, Eisman, Steve Eisman. Mm-hmm. He was great. Oh, yeah. I liked him famous time. Okay. Um, actually, David Price played at Vandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, works out. I work out with him. He's a big guy. Um, during the off season, he's with the Tigers. Yeah. Is he's, he? He's I thought he time. was Tampa Bay. He was. He got traded last year. <gasps> That's gonna be so fun. Uh, like you have a person. Awesome. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. I like talking to him. We speaking of that, will you talk a little bit about what it's like? having faith inside the baseball system. Right. What is that like for you? Is that, are there other, are there a lot of other Christians? Are you the only Christian? Is right. there a ways to plug in when you go to all these different cities? Yeah, I think there's more than you think. Um, I, I kind of went in anticipating to maybe be on my own in that regard, but there is a little bit of infrastructure to, to help us. You yeah. know, they, uh, they provide chapel every Sunday. Um, there's a guy for each team who's there to, you know, walk you through your spiritual at spring training or through the whole year, through the whole season. So every minor league team and the big leagues, each team has their own chaplain, a resource. Yeah. It may not be, it's obviously not his full-time job. I want that job. Yeah. It's a pretty cool job. Um, I was playing last year. We played in Daytona beach. I remember this guy would come in every Sunday, probably three or four different times. And his job was, uh, you know, to be the chaplain for the Daytona beach Cubs. Yeah. Kept thinking, you know, it's pretty cool to live in Daytona Beach and just show up on Sunday mornings and hit the imprints. But it, it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. You develop relationships like in any profession um, with accountability. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's kind of the name of the game when you're playing because there's so many highs and lows. Um, and it's easy to get too low and just think, man, this is hard. Mm-hmm. What's, what's going on? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Play the victim. And then on the same token, it's easy to get too high and think you uh, you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think uh, after two seasons of it, I think the, the most important thing for me, other people may echo this, is uh, it's just routine. Um, if you fall out of it, you're going to lose it. And uh, if you stick with it, you build it up, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, because it just grounds you. And, it, and it's tougher, uh, even from, you know, perspective of, another guy who may not be a Christian. I think they look at guys who who are, and I can think of several in my mind. I wish I could speak about them a little more. Um, but they look at them and think, man, these guys are different. And it's easier to tell in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, because 0 for 4s or strikeouts or poor performances really don't seem to, to, to affect us. And you can tell that. I think you can. I mean, I, I certainly can. Um, and there's a bond among guy among guys who who have that as a priority, mm-hmm. and it's easy to tell. And it's not even guys that are on the same team. There's guys on other teams that I feel uh, closer with. I may not even know them, but I know that they love Jesus. Jesus yeah. is important, um, and that's a cool thing. It really is, because not many twenty four year old professional athletes want to admit that they can't do it on their own. And so it's, it's, it's cool to meet guys that can. Yeah. That's something you and I have talked about often is one of the hard parts about talking to athletes about Jesus is they don't need him. Right. Because everything, every success they've had have, has come at their hard work. Right. And they are disciplined in mind and body. 
And right. so it's just an interesting thing. So what does that look like when you're on teams with guys who are maybe first rounders mm-hmm. or who are now with you where you're getting the levels you're getting to, these are all really good athletes. Right. I mean, these aren't your average baseball players. These are like really good baseball right. players. What does it look like to tell them? I don't know. I mean, tell them isn't the right yeah. word. Cause I don't know that that's the opportunity you have, but what does it look like to show them that they need more than what they can do on their own? Yeah. I think, uh, and I obviously haven't played in the, in the big leagues yet, but every level I've played at, um, at some point, the best players realize that they're not good enough, that their merits, their past merit, their past hard work isn't good enough. They have to compete at a different level. And even when they do that, it may not be enough. And I, I know guys that I've played with professionally who um, had all the clout, you know, they're this guy or that guy or going to be in the big leagues in this year, and they struggle. And so they, they learn for themselves in a lot of ways. And it may not be the first uh, inclination to, you know, pick up your Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think uh, the coolest thing for me playing a full season is seeing guys trickle in a chapel and then mm-hmm. trickle over to somebody's locker and say, hey, man, what are you, what are you reading? Yeah. Or, hey, uh, you know, I heard you say something. What was it? And then all of a sudden they're reading a book yeah. and they're picking up theirs. And they're talking to somebody else. And it's a great, it's a great fellowship. It's good mm-hmm. to have. Because uh, not many guys see each other for eight or nine hours a day. Have to live with each other. Have to deal yeah. with each other. And then on top of that, you know, want to share their faith with each right. other. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I love mailing you books. Will mm-hmm. you tell the story about how I mailed you a book your very first season? Do you remember this? Probably. And, and you opened the package in front of everyone. <laughs> Remember yeah. Uh, wait a second. And the glitter. And there's glitter. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in, you know, with my new teammates, my new. Uh, I mean, you literally had had been gone four or five weeks. Yeah. You barely were in I was trying to, the white caps. I was trying to play the game a little bit, act like a a big timer, and I get a package in my locker, and it's from Annie. It's like, great. She sent me something cool, and uh, I open it, and I kind of pour the package out, and it's a book. I'm like, man, cool. All of a sudden, about a pound of glitter is on my <laughs> locker room floor. And I'm looking at guys like, no, nah, that's not mine. No. That's Jake's when next you door. you sent me the picture, I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, for starters, you used to work here. You cannot be surprised. You're like, thanks a lot, Amy. I, I really should have known. Everyone's like, hey, man, what's that glitter for? <laughs> Making crafts for your... Oh, I've never been more proud. I just uh, felt sorry. really... When you sent me that picture, I laughed so hard. Uh, I thought it was great. There's probably still glitter in West Michigan. I, You're well, there. I hope so, it's yeah. Pure. My heart is still on the floor <laughs> of the West Michigan uh, Whitecaps locker room. What is a, So tell me what a normal day in July looks like for you. Because you're talking about uh-huh. being disciplined and, and you have to have consistency. You've yeah. got a game at, let's say you've got a game at 4 or 5. Is mm-hmm. that an option? Uh, typically 6 or 7. Okay, yeah. so you have a game at 6 or 7. What does the rest of the day look like? So we used to be at the field. I'll work backwards. Okay. Um, typically, we're at the field around two, five okay. hours in advance. Um, to do what? What do you do for five hours? I get there a little early. Um, when you play that many games, you want to stretch. Wow. Uh, you're tight. You're sore. And so you get some treatment, whether it's an ice bath or heat or whatever it is. Um, so that, that's the first thing uh, behind the game. Lunch. I, and then in the mornings, I like to wake up early. Um, I get up 
naturally at eight o'clock, seven thirty eight. That's late, by the way. That is uh, early. Seven thirty or eight, and so if you don't have a plan, I found this out almost the hard way in, in May. It was, you know, I was waking up and it's like, man, I got a game. What am I gonna do all day? Yeah. And I realized I wasn't doing anything all morning, so I uh, I have an I- iPad. It's like my best friend. Yeah. Um, and I have four uh, newspaper subscriptions. And you know, just Chronicle, Wall Street, Nashville, and and I just I read them. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes about two hours in the mornings, and then I have quiet time, typically mm-hmm. at, at Starbucks. Um, I just drive over there and spend eight to eleven there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my time. You know, that's uh, keeping my mind sharp, keeping my soul sharp, uh, and that's my favorite time of day. Mm-hmm. Go back, meet my roommates, have lunch ready to go to the gym but otherwise you can kind of you can kind of get lost in the in the shuffle um, you can look up and realize I've been playing professional baseball for four or five years but I haven't read yeah. in half a decade yeah and then you gotta get a job yeah it's like what's going on in the world what are those five years ago right so I'm gonna make sure that that doesn't happen yeah um, oh, you're so good you're so smart um, I wish I was smarter yeah well keep reading those newspapers <laughs> Yes, newspapers are going away, just so you know. Well, they're on my iPad. <laughs> yeah, at least they're on your iPad. So yeah. That's good. I hope they stay there for What me. does it look like? So men and women are different, yes, right. um, by the way. And so what I do in a quiet time-ish kind of time is probably different than what you would do. Right. What does that look like for you? What do you read? What do you... Right. Well, make sure I have a plan. Yeah. Um, and for me, if I, if I don't have a plan and I have a Bible, my first inclination is to say, okay, I'm going to read this entire book. Of Philippians today. Yeah. And then I read it and I've done this several times. I've probably read Philippians ten times. Yeah. And I read it and I think that was awesome. And yeah. then by two o'clock in the day, I'm like, what did I just read? Yeah. You know, so um I like to have a plan. Whatever it might be. Uh you can go online. I go online. It's yeah. like a Bible reading plan. Yeah. Three sixty five day plan. And so I'll, I'll go through that. And yeah. I've done, you know, two two of them. Yeah. And on top of that I have a lot of books, mainly because of you. Uh, <laughs> Not that I that I read. Uh, we talked about this earlier. I'm reading uh, 52 Weeks with Jesus right now. I love it. And it doesn't take long. By Dr. Merritt. It's right. Good. Yes. Yeah. Takes uh, 10 minutes a day. Reflect on it. Um, and then my, my scripture, which doesn't take long mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm by myself, so I think about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we've also talked about this recently is uh, making sure you have friends that are walking in the same direction whether they're mentors or uh, peers so make sure I, I have enough of those yeah at, at all times and you've actually said before that that is actually easier during the season than during the off season I think so for you yeah which is really interesting to me because you think being home and being around your people would be easier but right. actually the system and the consistency of a right season exactly yeah because uh, you get here I work out Everybody here works out from nine to one about doing different stuff. Really, the whole way uh, Baseball through. stuff. Uh, oh, because I guess you do lifting. throwing. Yeah, it takes and, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously you're not doing stuff the whole time. So yeah. you're with your people. And after that, you eat. By then it's two, three, and then you might take a nap. And then yeah. it's five. And then you look up and your day's gone. <laughs> uh, and so you have to find time. Yeah. Um, and during the season, the games are at night, and I love the mornings. So it mm-hmm. makes sense for me to do it then. Yeah. I have to really be disciplined to be honest with you. 
so what happens now, so where, where we are, th- this is going to be heard in March. We're mm-hmm. recording it right before you leave. So in March, you'll be in spring training. Right. And so you go to spring training not really knowing exactly what team you'll be on. Is that right. how it works? Right. Right. So you don't even know really where you're going to live this summer yet. So you don't get an apartment right. yet. You don't do any of that? Not until the end of spring training. You get um, placed first of April. First game will be April 9th. You'll have... Is that the truth of the big there. leagues too? The first game's April 9th? Is that when big leagues kick yes, off? Yes, this year. Okay. Um, so you'll, you'll get a few days to get to your destination. Yeah. Wherever you're placed. And then a couple more days to look for an apartment. Yeah. I think they give you three days at a hotel. Yeah. And then you're kind of on your own. Yeah. It's, it's quick. Incredible. Obviously, the places that we go have been through this before. Sure. Um, and so the apartments and they have apartment complexes. Yeah. Right. I remember watching, um, you know, the Falcons did that show on, uh, yeah. what's it called? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yeah. And they showed the new guys being taken by the Falcon staff to get an apartment. Right. So in my mind, I was like, well, that's what it's like for it's Connor. It's a little stressful, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah, because they, they just walk these little football players around and we're like, did you like this one? Because it's yeah. close to practice and it's close to a game. So yeah. get your stuff. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest part about being gone, about baseball taking you away from home? Just being away from your people. Yeah. Um, obviously, now I have great people where I play as well. Yeah. But uh, family, your friends you developed since college. I live in Nashville. I've been here since 2009. Mm-hmm. And so it's six years worth of friendships, relationships you've built. And leaving them's tough. Yeah, it's also tough, kind of having the nomadic lifestyle, because uh, yeah. you don't necessarily feel like you have a home base. This is sure. as much home base as I've ever had. Yeah, since I left for college. Um, <clears throat> but when you're gone six months out of the year, you know you're living out of suitcases. I still have suitcases from 2013. I just this is not going <clears throat> oh to be in my vision anymore. I never want to see the suitcase yeah, wanna, ever again. And so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I lose stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you acquire possessions as yeah. well. And, um, stuff you like and stuff you want on your wall and yeah. uh, pictures and stuff like that. So you're having to take this stuff from place to place to place. It's really three or four different places a year that you live. Yeah. And so that, I think for me, that's the toughest part. Yeah. Um, it's not feeling like there's a home base. Right. <clears throat> and even when you're on a team, you're gone half the year. Right. So you're living out of a suitcase then. Right. Um. And you get used to it, obviously. I was about to say, what does that it. look like when you get to the majors? Because the big leagues, because it doesn't right. change. It doesn't change, but it's a lot nicer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, you're staying in the Ritz Carlton instead of the right. you know? right. uh, The bus leagues. It makes it a little it. bit easier. Yeah. Uh, once you get to a certain level, they pack your bags for you. Yeah. Oh, and nice. That's like, for me right now, it's like the end all. Yeah. Like, pack my bags. Yeah. And, uh, so. What's yeah. your. Um, do you have like a lucky anything? Do you have like a lucky socks you wear, lucky armbands? This is a good question. I, a lot. Baseball is full of superstition. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily believe it, but I still do it. Yeah. Uh, so I got quite a few. Do uh, you? Yeah. I mean, whenever I'm not performing, this one's good. I'll uh, turn on my clothes inside out and wear them wow. inside out. Wow. And it works. Did they let you do that on the field? No, 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 no. Street clothes. Sorry. Wait, I am sorry. You turn your street clothes inside out? Yeah. Connor. Well, I mean, it's socks. <laughs> you know, plain t-shirt looks the same. Shorts look the same. So just for the, like, so on a Thursday, you have a crappy game. 
Yeah. Friday, you wear your clothes inside out. If I have a couple in a row. Okay, okay. I mean, one's kind of... At, at this point, you go, oh, we're there. <clears throat> right. How many games? Uh, average. Four. Four. Four, four mid to low performing games for you, and you go, turn the clothes inside out. Yeah. it's uh, I, Maybe not four. It's a little bit of a drastic measure, obviously. <clears throat> so maybe seven. I don't know. Seven or eight. Well, you've never had seven or eight bad games in a row. Not Give bad. A break. But you know what I mean. Just kind of... Okay, Tough. you turn your clothes inside out. I think I'm not the only one. Oh, well, yeah. you're the only one I know. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> Just to you're change like, Annie, your, it's you normal. you got to change your vibes a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that, among other things, you know, baseball players are notorious for doing weird stuff to get hits. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite home run you've ever hit? I like them all. Yeah, I really. really. Um, you remember them all, though? You can't. You can't remember, I remember all of most them. of them. Do you? Since college, yeah. Most of them. Someone may have to say, "Remember this." Yeah. I remember most of them. There's one when we played in the college world series in college. Uh, it was Vanderbilt's first college world series. It was the first one at the new complex. Yeah. <clears throat> that that one was special. The first yeah. home run ever in that stadium, right? It was special, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just because, like you're going to be in the history of that stadium forever. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I suppose. But it was the first time. I haven't played back home in Texas since I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was neat for everybody at home to get to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, feel like they're a part of it. And yeah. get 100 text messages or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, I bet. It's fun. Um, do you remember the first game I ever came to you at a home run? Do you remember? You hit yeah. a grand slam, as Evansville. a matter of fact. And I, do remember that. Yeah. I left because there was two innings left. Okay, yeah. And I, it was the first game I ever came to. I came by myself. Sunday. Uh-huh. And yeah. the Wilsons were there. Remember right? in the outfield. Yeah. yeah. And I get to my car. And you and there may have been, I only knew you and Keenan at that Ke- time. Yeah. And Keenan wasn't playing in that particular game. So you were the only person I knew playing on the field. Mm-hmm. And I left. And when I get Too to real. my car, the crowd went insane. <laughs> and my phone blew up. You want to do that again? I, I did not leave another game of yours early for the rest of your Vandy career. That's funny. I, I do remember that. Now. You hit a grand slam. 2012. Yeah. Brandy yeah. Wilson said, texted me and said, did you hear that Connor just hit a grand slam? And I was like, are you kidding me that the one guy that I care about yeah. out there just grand slammed and I'm at my car? Ugh, I was ashamed. That was funny. Ugh. Um, so what is, what are your thoughts on the Detroit Tigers? Are you excited to be in? Like, would you love to live in Detroit? Do you think that's cool? Yeah. I mean, it's an, it's an awesome organization. They're, yeah. Uh, there's a ton of history. There's so much history. That's yeah. what I think is awesome. And, and you look at their team now. Their roster is full of really big name guys. Yeah. Impressive, tenured, longstanding players. Yeah. Um, so to be in the same conversation is cool. Yeah. You know? um, and they, they drafted me twice. Um, right. I owe a lot of allegiance to them. Yeah. You know? Their logo so is beautiful. Very special. It is, yeah. It's, it's, very cool it's uh, yeah. You know, it's it, it's it's nice to be part of that history, mm-hmm. um, and that logo kind of is a good display of that. This may I be think. a question you don't know the answer to, which is fine. But like, how old is the team? Do you know? It was uh, like an probably, old one, right? So, gosh, baseball started in the eighteen hundreds. I bet it's it's over a hundred. Yeah, today. it's got to yeah. be because I feel like there are pictures of people in Detroit jersey jerseys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uniform. Uniform. Let's go with uniform. I'm like, Jersey is not the right baseball word. Um, (laughs) Uniform from forever. Right. It's just Mm -hmm. cool to think you're in the line 
of outfielders. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. There, there's so many good players that played in that. What's outfield. their stadium called? Comerica. Yeah, it's fine. It's really nice. What's to, what's the thing to know about the Detroit Tiger Stadium? I don't know this for sure, thing? but it seems that they sell out every really? game. It's I think it's more of a pitcher's park. Um, okay, more than a hitter's so, park. More than a hitter's park, so it's okay. it favors pitchers. Oh. It's, it's not going to stop you from outfield. bombing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> um, they have good fans. Yeah, um, they're passionate. And it's a it's a cool program to be in. Yeah, I think so. I'm and lucky. you know that since the day you got drafted, I saw a TV show. I've talked I talked to you about this all the time. <laughs> I saw a TV show of the top twenty hot dogs in Detroit. Yeah, so I'm like dying for you to get. Those are really good hot dogs. Twenty, the know. top twenty. We're gonna. My goal. All 20. Yes, yeah. my goal. Your first season is to hit all twenty. I think I think that's a good goal. I think we could do it. For sure. The other thing we're going to have to do that hopefully we've done by the time this podcast airs is our donut eating contest. I know. I promise you I'm going to eat more donuts than you from Krispy Kreme. I don't think you will. I'm fairly confident you will. And and I have friends that you know as well, uh, namely Keenan, who I'm pretty sure could out-eat both of us by double. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so if it's the three of us, yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah, we are. We, yeah. But if it's you versus me, how what number do you think you can eat? And how what's our time again? Uh, we're not going to really be limited. Just it's just going to be just you have to keep con- eating. You can't stop. I'm pretty. I had two donuts last night. Two. And, That's and, like child's play. Content. And I felt like I could have had a hundred. <laughs> like, did you have two Krispy Kreme? No, I, I had uh, just like cinnamon sugar. Oh wow! Oh, that's They're scary really for me because if you can eat nice two way. of those, yeah, and they not were like feeling. Yeah. It's the little Krispy Kremes, the hot... We have to go when the hot sign's on. Yeah. I mean, I seriously think I might be able to do one and a half to two dozen. I think I, I think I could probably do 48, <gasps> four dozen. 50. You think you can do four I'm dozen? I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Oh my God, we've got to do this. Nicole, our friend Nicole, told me I can't. She said can't that she's... She said... No, she says I can't do the competition. She says, she says it's a bad idea. She well, says it'll make me really sick. I'm like, well, of course, it'll make us all sick. Yeah. But it's going to be great. It's going to taste really it's going to taste great, at least for the first dozen. And to be honest, for our long-term health, it might be good. Because if we get really sick from these donuts, we'll we never want them again. We won't touch them again. That's what it's I'm just saying. It's worth it. Yeah. It's just worth it. We're going to dive all in. Right. Okay, last question. What would it look like, or what would you want from the listeners, from me, from your people? How do we pray for a professional athlete? What is it you want people to pray for? I know you, your answer is not going to be 50 home runs this year. 50 is no. low. 200 home runs this year. What what is it that you that a professional athlete would really want his people to pray for? I think it's a good question. I think the one thing that I ask for every day is contentment, yeah, peace. Um, because every day you make mistakes, and most of them are on display for a lot of people yeah. to see, and <clears throat> so it's easy to be brought down by that. And yeah. so I think the the thing that I ask for every day is to make sure that my life is is not a guy, a baseball player who's also a Christian, we'll talk about this, but a guy who loves Jesus, who has great friends, who has great mentors and great family, who loves baseball. Yeah. And to make sure that that's the end all and not this is my life yeah. type of, of job. Yeah. And so that, uh, peace, because it's easy to lose it. All right, you're a good man, Con. You are, but not a man. <laughs>
But I am also well, a great man. <laughs> if you were, you'd be a great one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, am I right, you guys? Isn't Connor Harrell so awesome? I'm telling you, such a fun baseball player to watch, a great guy to know. I'm just super honored to get to introduce you to him. And listen, now you have a friend in the minor league baseball system and soon in the major league baseball system, right? I mean, that is pretty fun. So whenever he makes it up to the Detroit Tigers, we'll all have to go to the game at the same night. We'll have like a Connor Harrell fan club, yeah? And if you want to keep up with them this summer, the best way is through the minor league website. It's MILB.com, and you can just type in his name, Connor Harrell, and you'll get to follow his stats and see how he does this year as he plays his way toward the big leagues. So I think that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed introducing you to Connor. And if you haven't heard there, we have six more podcasts already done that are all sorts of other people I'd love for you to meet. So hop on back and check those out. And hey, if there's someone else you want me to introduce you to, or if there is a topic or a question, I would love to hear what you would love for us to talk about on the podcast. I'm easy to find all over the internet, Annie F as in Frank Downs, Annie F Downs across every platform. So just holler at me and we will keep making these as long as you guys keep listening. So hope you have a great day and I will see you next time.